and welcome to the Lighten Up Podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I'm Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you've chosen to join me today for episode 161, Having Courage for What's Next. Today we're going to talk about getting your chutzpah in order, kind of like, you know, tightening up your bootstraps and getting your backbone so you can march forward on your new path. This is part two of a three-part podcast series. Last week, we kicked this off with finding what's next for you. We played with that big kind of what's next question. That's the question that's going to be leading the content of these well, of these three podcasts and quite frankly, all the programs I have coming up and kind of just how I live my life. What is next? What is more? And how do you go about doing that with clarity, courage, and outrageous fun? Way more ease than you think is possible. Today, we're going to dive into the big courage conversation from the vantage point of two more of the trailblazer archetypes that I spoke about last week. Again, a trailblazer is someone who is looking for more success and creation and to chart a new course, go on unexplored path, either in their outward life, their business, their relationships, their living, their creative pursuits, what have you. Also taking that inward journey as well, wanting to explore the field of possibilities to become self-actualized and to actually be fulfilled as they go about this outward path of success. It is not one or the other, it's actually a combination of the both that really leads to greater creation for all. Not just for you as the individual leading your life and enjoying it, but the ripple effect that you can have in the world where you do touch the people in your life and your living and some of you may touch heaps of people out in the world with what you create the path to that and to actually have yourself along the journey with this what's next conversation is to really get clear about where you're functioning what may be standing in the way, and what gifts and strengths you have that you may not be aware of and or utilizing fully. So that's what we're digging into during this three-week series. These trailblazer archetypes are personality types, six of them that I have noticed over the last couple years of doing private one-to-one coaching, where these strengths started to emerge, these interesting twisted points where the strengths turned into limitations started to emerge. And I just became clear the way I was working with people through these archetypes, it was actually unlocking them and giving them enough kind of concepts and clarity, a little bit of a reference to go off of to be able to open the door to more possibilities. So last week we went over the reluctant hero and her superpower of caring and the Wonder Woman who has the superpower of knowing and how unfortunately the reluctant hero can turn into carrying other people and caring too much about what other people think to find her true path and how Wonder Woman with her strong knowing can sometimes go into tunnel vision and only see that thing that she's decided is so and in the process loses her fun and her creativity and her ability to wonder and wander a little bit. Today we're going to go over these two delicious archetypes. The first one is the CEO. Now the CEO has a superpower with innovation. She is able to take a myriad of skill sets and be able to whip them up in a brand new recipe for different projects, different creations, different relationships. She's kind of a jack of all trades where she can morph and she's really good with people. She can kind of give what's required at any given moment. 
She has the ability to innovate her living and how she is functioning in it constantly. Now, if you can think of someone who is an actual CEO or someone who's way up in the corporate life, they're actually quite good at this. They're good at towing the line. They're also really good at pulling in other strengths and capacities to be able to up-level their performance enough to create what's next in that framework really successfully. They're typically seen actually as successful by others, but deep, 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 deep down, they kind of have this thing where, oh, I don't know if I'll ever be successful in my own eyes. There's a little bit of a perfectionism thing where they're trying to be perfect or trying to kind of like keep up with the Joneses and their sights really get locked and twisted, unfortunately, not into infinite possibilities and innovation, but only innovation as it stands in their current circumstances. So they could maybe take the recipe of all the skill sets they have and turn it into something they see someone else do, but they don't give themselves the creative, wondering, playful bandwidth to look outside of the box, to look outside of what already is, to actually see what they could possibly create. And again, take a look for yourself, because yes, we all have kind of a primary archetype that we fall into, but we also have aspects of all of these. We are infinite beings and infinite diamonds that have tons of different facets that we can shine up and polish and use to our greatest ability. Where is this one at play for you? Where have you in the past been able to innovate and take something that is to create something that kind of wasn't and enjoyed it? Where have you not acknowledged your ability to innovate and kind of change, morph into what is required in different circumstances? A really kind of fun way to look at this is to see where you kind of change with different people, how you interact differently with different people. And because of that, you build deeper, more creative relationships with them. Whether you know it, that's a strength. That's a strength of innovation. It's subtle and it's not talked about. And again, that's the beauty of this content that I've created, actually putting some words to these more subtle things to be able to actually march forward. With that superpower of innovation, the twist that comes is innovating only with what is around you. And again, that CEO getting locked a little bit into going, oh, wow, I used to be super creative and had all these possibilities. And now I've just kind of settled into what is. They're super fascinating because they, quite frankly, have a strong inner desire to kind of be a bit more rebellious and to use that creative capacity. But sometimes that fear factor comes in of, wow, I'm already so successful and everyone expects me to keep going along this path. So to be able to truly innovate and chart a new course and blaze a new trail or to wander a little bit off course that may actually make the journey more enjoyable and richer doesn't seem like it's a readily available possibility. Quite frankly, it seems like something you'd get judged the hell out of for, you know? So it's something to keep in mind as you're moving forward and you're looking at the CEO archetype, where possibly are you cutting back on your innovative qualities and innovative capacities and getting really bored in the process? Your work really falls with enlivening your creative spark again and letting yourself dream past the box. And quite frankly, it's a big box. It's a successful box. I get it. But dreaming past that box to what else is possible for you. 
the courage to do that, the chutzpah to do that, again, is big because you feel like you're going to get judged and you feel like there's an inherent risk, an unspoken risk, like you're going to have to risk everything you have in order to take a new path. What if it didn't have to be so? You do not have to give up the old to get to the new at all. You can include everything and just reinvent it as it works for you. That's a big lie that's at play. Beware for where that's popping up for you. The courage comes from knowing that no matter what, you can create, you can innovate, and you can move forward. Why not try? Why not? The second archetype we're going to go over today is the misfit. Now, the misfit has a superpower for authenticity and honesty and truth. They are the ones who really like to march to their own drummer and have a highly creative, rebellious, adventurous spirit. Like to be grouped in with a category of normalcy is so utterly boring. No, thank you. (laughs) They have a strength with that. They are able to know themselves and to shine as themselves and really choose more creative paths in their life and their living as a result of it. The unfortunate flip side that comes from it is kind of the opposite of the CEO, where they don't include the box of this reality, they fight against it. So in order to really have that uniqueness, they never just relax into the fact that they are unique, they are authentic, they show up as real, people see it. Some people may not like it, but people see it. Instead of just relaxing into that and marching forward in a very easeful and easeful in a courageous way, they actually end up fighting against everything that can be seen as normal bucking the norm. You can think about a teenager who's like really, really, really invested at not looking like what their parents look like, right? It's not a very relaxed, authentic energy where they're just shining their natural light and marching forward. They're in constant fight. They're in constant defense. They're in a constant proving of their uniqueness to prove that no matter what, you can't put me in a box. That's the misfit's kind of biggest fear is being put in a box and being written off that way. But again, that's not really a power position to be in. That's not true courage. Fighting and having all that like, ah, energy, that's actually not courageous at all. That is just reactive and it's a waste of your creative resources. The courage for the misfit, and everybody has this at play, so I just invite you to look where you're doing this, but the courage that actually comes from being vulnerable enough to relax, to not fight, to not defend, to not try to prove anything, to just be yourself, and to actually allow yourself to make choices from that more relaxed, authentic space, never having to choose against somebody or fight the box people want to put you in, but actually use all of it to your advantage. That misfit archetype could learn a bit from the CEO, where the CEO innovates and morphs and changes in different dynamics to make everything work for greater. The misfit actually doesn't do that. She fights like hell to be able to just be that one thing she is, and this is who I am, and this is how you have to see me. She can take a lesson of being able to actually include the box, but 
work it a little bit, work it in her own way to create more. And similarly, the CEO could learn something from the misfit. She could actually allow that rebellious and creative side to actually go against the norm sometimes if it was fun for her to bleed over into her life. These are fascinating personality types. Again, these archetypes that I've created that really, they've really kind of struck a chord with me in the private coaching I've been doing because a lot of people, they don't realize the gift that they are. They don't realize the strengths that they have. They don't realize how to utilize those strengths to actually work to their advantage, sometimes super subtly and way outside the box, the normal. And unfortunately, they end up kind of twisting their main capacity into a limitation. And in my point of view, all of these things should be assets that we can use at any given moment to create greater, to blaze a new trail and to explore uncharted territory in our life and our living. These are two amazing examples of where courage can actually come into play, being able to be courageous enough to step out of the box a little bit and explore and create, to wonder a little bit and to wander and kind of veer off course a little is actually a highly creative thing, especially if you've been living very structured. Now on the opposite side too, if you have been everything but structured and fighting against this box, being able to be courageous enough to drop your defenses, become vulnerable enough to just be you, relax into all of your, all of your spots, good, bad, and ugly, and start choosing from a place of non-reaction and non-fight. You know, I love to say just because somebody is picking up their shield does not mean you have to pick up one too. Just because someone's stepping on the battlefield doesn't mean you have to join them. And just because the people around you are trying to put you in a box doesn't mean that you have to fight against the box in order to not be in it. You can just kind of look at it and go, wow, that's interesting. They want to put me in a box. And you know, something's in that box I could totally play with and create with. It doesn't mean anything though, and I am not defined as such. If you are curious for more and would love to dive in deeper, more personal, especially with your primary archetype, because we've all got one that just kind of hits the number, right? (laughs) I highly encourage you to go check out the quiz. It is super fun to take, and you just get heaps, uh, heaps and heaps of information and some free goodies along the way. You can go to laurenpolly.com forward slash quiz. It is the Trailblazer Archetype Quiz, a series of nine questions, and uh, it will give you your primary archetype, where you're functioning from, what your kind of uh-ohs and oopsies are along the way, and most importantly, how to break those habits to be able to shine as your uniqueness and have everything that you need for courage to move forward on the path of what's next for you. Life is a journey. It is not a destination and how we move along that journey and the tools and the conversation and the information we can pick up along the way that can make that more easeful and way more fun, ah, priceless, priceless. And I'm so happy to play along with you all along that path. Go check out the quiz at laurenpolly.com forward slash quiz. Have an amazing week. And as always, I will chat with you next Tuesday.